Hey, how you doing? It's Clayton here from howtodrawcomics.net and welcome to today's episode of the HTDC podcast. In this segment, what I'd like to talk about is overcoming impatience. Because I think that when it comes to drawing comic books, when it comes to painting a picture, illustration, writing, film, whatever it is that you set out to create, the endeavor to doing so often takes a lot of time and a lot of patience in order to see it through to the end, in order to actually create it and come out on the other side with something to show for everything that you have committed and dedicated to that particular project. Now, in order to be able to do this, impatience is almost something that runs hand in hand. And it is something that we're always constantly struggling to fight off as we focus our attention on the task at hand and try it with all our might to get it done. Unfortunately, this can prove a lot more difficult than we account for a lot of the time. And that growing insistence of impatience tempting us away from that which we know we should be focused on as a top priority grows ever more stronger. And this can be something which causes us to either not enjoy what it is we're working on, not enjoy that creative journey that we've embarked on, and maybe even causes us to do a terrible job because we simply just aren't as engaged. The more impatient we become, the faster we want to try to get it done. We don't want to spend any more time working on it. We want to get it over and done with so that we can move on to the next shiny project that we want to endeavor down next. Now, unfortunately, any project that you begin, however exciting it may seem, will eventually deter off in the novelty as you get further and further into it. And eventually, it'll simply be a matter of having the discipline, the dedication and the commitment in order to actually get it done. Because that excitement will go away. Any motivation which is attached to it will also diminish the further down the track you go with that project. And make no mistake, you need to travel down that path. You have to in order to have it mean anything, in order to realize your visions and create something that you can then share with the rest of the world. It's something which is difficult to do. And a lot of the time, many people give up halfway before they ever give their creation a chance to be born. So there's a certain amount of energy and persistence. And the key word is discipline here. If you want to be somebody who finishes what you start. 
becoming that person will be one of the most hardest and difficult things that you ever do. But as a creator, it is indeed a necessity. You have to become somebody who, regardless of how you're feeling, how little energy you have left, how little passion you now have for what it is you're creating, you must still prevail regardless, despite that. Because it is the only way to finish what you set out to do. It is the only way to realize your ideas and manifest them. Otherwise, you'll always be be beginning things, but never finishing them. All these great ideas that certainly were worth their weight in gold, and no doubt could have been something absolutely brilliant, will never see the light of day, because you won't have what it takes to bring them about. You won't have what it takes to produce them, to put the hard yards in that is required to create anything worthwhile. Because anything worth doing will be difficult. That is one of the most profound rules in life that many of us forget. The Easy things are the things that are relatively meaningless. Anything that doesn't require a whole lot of effort is usually going to be a waste of time. Without that exertion of energy, both physically and mentally, what you'll tend to find is there's simply not enough investment in what you're doing as a result for anything important to happen from that. So when it comes to your creativity and whatever it is that you seek to use it for, to use, to produce, what you've got to realize is your ability to overcome impatience, Boredom, laziness, procrastination, it'll be the key to your success as a creator because this is something which is absolutely necessary for you to overcome as someone who is setting out to create something from nothing. But in this episode, we are focused primarily on impatience. Impatience is something that comes about when we want to be rewarded for what we're doing right away. We know that it's going to take an extended amount of time for us to see our artwork through to the end. As an example, we're talking about comic book art here on the podcast, so let's use that as the example. Now, complex comic book illustration can take hours to complete, sometimes days, and if you're really unlucky, sometimes weeks, especially if it is a very large piece with a lot of intricacy woven into it. The only way to get something like that done is to have an ironclad level of 
zen-like patience. You really do have to be a monk who is somewhat detached from the need to be rewarded straight away and sees the task at hand through, not for the outcome, but just for the act of seeing it through in the first place, just the act of creation. When you can get enjoyment out of the act of creating, out of the process itself, and you can become closer to it, more connected with it, what you'll tend to find is you're able to work endlessly. There really is no point at which you arrive where you want to put it down because time is no longer something which is in the equation. You're simply there at the drawing board, working away, laying down line after line until the illustration is complete enough for you to call it done, to be satisfied with the work that you put into it. Impatience comes about when you do not have the ability to delay gratification. And many of us find this extremely difficult to do, but it is an investment. And the larger the investment of time and energy and effort, the greater the return will be. The more you put into it, the more you'll get out of it. Again, it's one of those rules in life that tend to hold true, no matter how much time passes. What you get out, you'll always, what you put in, you'll always get out. Now, there does come a point where you need to call whatever it is you're working on done, because there's only so far that you can take it. There needs to be a cutoff point, but it shouldn't be any earlier than is necessary and required for you to produce the best possible work that you can. To hold up every piece of art that you create to your highest standard of ability, of experience, when you know that you've really taken it as far as you can and you've put every ounce of experience that you have into it, of knowledge that you've got, and you've executed that in your process and brought that illustration through to a point where it's just that little bit more better than the previous illustration was, that's where you want to take it to. And it should be called done at that point. Beyond that, what you'll tend to find is you end up overdoing things. You end up over-detailing the illustration and adding components into it that are simply unnecessary and take away from the effort that you have put in thus far. So you certainly don't want to do too little, but 
you don't want to do too much either because there is such a thing. You got to know when to call it complete. And that can be difficult to do, especially if you're only just starting out and you don't really know the height at which you can take your illustrations to just yet. There is a process of stretching yourself, creating some elasticity within your approach so that you can know the scale at which you work. You know what a bad piece of artwork looks like with no effort put into it. You know what an over-detailed, unreadable mess of an artwork also looks like. You've taken your art to both extremes. And there is that sweet spot in the middle where it's just right. It's like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Not too much, not too little. Just right. And that'll take some exploration to do on your part. You'll need to create that mileage and go the distance to get to know yourself as an artist in a multitude of many ways. But this will include knowing how far you should be taking the work that you're creating. Many people find it difficult to delay gratification and you'll know if you're someone like this because you'll have difficulty saving up your money in the bank. You'll instead give in to the impulse to buy that next video game, buy that next movie, that next TV, that next computer, that next gaming console, whatever it is. You'll find a way to spend that money and give yourself that hit that you get from reward. Because it truly is a reward response within your brain. A dispersion of dopamine that gives you a high whenever you buy something, as an example. You'll also find that you get the same effect from the likes that you might receive on Facebook, reading a new email, uh, seeing a new post. Doing something new, having the novelty of it, is what gives you that rush of satisfaction. Like you've achieved something without really achieving anything at all. And the idea is to be able to hold that off for as long as possible when you set out to create a new illustration. Oh, heck. Let's take a full comic book as an example. I mean, something like that requires so much dedication and time and love and passion. And if there's anything we know about love, what it really means, especially when it comes to our artwork, that which we are most passionate about in this life, it is Although we love our work, there are times when we struggle with it. Times where we don't like at all what we've done. We get tired of it. We lose energy for it. But we keep on going. And that is true love when it comes to your art. 
when you just keep on going, you keep on chipping away at it. Because that and outcome is so much more important than the hit of instant gratification that you know you could get if you just stopped right now and started something new. But what's worse, much, much worse, is the disappointment that follows. When you have committed an amount of energy and effort to a piece that you quit. And you knew that it could have been great. But now you'll never know because you've tapped out. You tapped out before it was finished. Or you rush it, let's say. You rush it to get it done so you can move on to the next thing. And as a result, it's nowhere near the quality that it could have been. And sadly, you look back at it, and this can be something which really hits home, especially if it's been published, and all you can see are the flaws within it. But if you had taken a little bit more time, a little bit more patience, you might have been able to correct them, surpass them, or maybe you wouldn't have even made them in the first place. And you only ever get to create each piece of art that you set out to do once, most of the time, unless you intentionally set out to create the exact same artwork again, usually you're only going to get one chance to do it. And that's what makes it rare. That's what makes it special. It's not something that you can just repeat over and over again. It is something which is only done once, and then that's it. You go on the journey, you reach the end of the journey, and then it's done. So it is worth holding off your impatience and instead having the patience to really do your drawings justice. Whatever those ideas are that you have that you want to put out into the world, they are worth the time and the dedication in order to present them at the highest level of quality that you're capable of. It'll take time, and you'll have to make sacrifices. For example, if you really want to get this illustration done, you might have to skip a weekend with your mates. You might not be able to spend that time on the holiday that you had planned. You might have to stay up a little later past your bedtime and you might not get as many hours sleep that day. Of course, you should never sacrifice your sleep. It's very, very important. But still, you get the idea. There does come those times where you've got a decision to make over comfort or the necessary effort that you need to put into something in order to truly give it the best chance of success possible. And, honestly, to see it through to the end so that it can be anything at all. So, how do you overcome impatience? How do you develop the ability to become more patient? Like anything else, like a muscle that you exercise in the gym, patience is developed 
through intentional repetition. And the best place that you can start, the place in which I started, is to extend the amount of time, bit by bit, that you spend on working on something, on your artwork primarily, since we're talking about that here today. I'll give you an example. For me, when I wanted to really start to condition myself to be able to sit for an extended period of uninterrupted time to get something done, what I'd do is, say for example, my baseline was 15 minutes. 15 minutes is actually quite an incredibly difficult amount of time to sit still and work on something, for some of us especially, for most of us I would say. And if you've got your mobile phone sending you notifications or a browser open that's dinging, letting you know that you've got a new like or a new video is up on your favorite YouTube channel, what you'll tend to find is that becomes increasingly more difficult. And maybe your baseline attention span is set at no more than five or 10 minutes. You'll be able to test this out for yourself if, for example, you take the time to just sit for a minute. Just sit and see how long you can sit on your own, switched off from anything, before you start going a little bit crazy. <laughs> I'm serious. You'll find it to be a struggle. But what we need to do is we need to take that baseline up from wherever it is for you, and it'll be different for everybody, and we need to increase it. So again, let's say that mine is 15 minutes. Well, what I'll then try to do is I'll try to go for 20 minutes the next time. 20 minutes before I get up and do something else. 20 minutes before I shift my attention back to whatever it is that I usually use to procrastinate, which is social media of some form or another. You increase it to 20 minutes, and you shorten the break that you would normally have. Say, for example, that you work for 15 minutes, take a break for another 15. Well, what you want to do instead is you want to work for 20 minutes and then cut back your break to 10. Okay? And you want to try to do that, maybe just for that day, and get used to how it feels to extend your focus time. It'll feel difficult at first, even an extra five minutes might feel impossible, but you gotta do it, just try. If five minutes is too much, shift it to three. But what you wanna try to do is incrementally increase the amount of time that you're focused on your art, working your way, again, as an example, from 15 to 20, to half an hour, to 45 minutes, to an hour of uninterrupted focus time. And the break that you have in between at that point is still maybe 15 minutes, 
because you don't want to be pushing yourself physically in an unhealthy way. You don't want to be working for eight hours straight without ever looking up. That can cause irreparable damage to the tendons in your wrist. And we certainly don't want to have a bad case of carpal tunnel. But within a reasonable time span, what you want to try to do is increase the period of time that you're focusing. Now, I wouldn't necessarily suggest going beyond an hour for drawing because that can, again, cause you to strain your wrist just a little bit too much. But there have been times when I've worked for two hours straight with a small break in between sets of two hours. And that is really how you can think about it, just like going to the gym, except you're building up your focus muscle. So try to do as many long extended reps of focus time with a minimal amount of break time in between. And what you'll find is that it becomes easier for you to sit down and work at something without that niggling need to get up and attract your attention away from it to do something else. So that's my first suggestion. Another thing that you can try out is what I have found to have many benefits associated with it beyond just the patience aspect, but meditation. Just like sitting down to work on something for a certain amount of time can be very, very difficult to do, meditation, and by meditation, I mean clearing your mind, not letting your thoughts wander, and just being focused on your breath. And if your mind does start to travel, bringing your attention back to your breath, focusing on the air going in and out of your nose, down into your lungs, to your diaphragm, and then out again. Doing this, even for a minute, can be incredibly hard to do. Because, especially in this day and age, we are so stimulated by everything around us. If we want to let our attention wander wild, it will. There is a billion things to occupy it. I don't even need to begin to tell you how many, because you know already exactly what it is that distracts you most. And we all have our fixes. We all have those things that detract our attention away from the number one priority we know we should be attending to. Which is why meditation is such an incredible thing to be able to do. Because it doesn't require anything. It doesn't require... All you need to do is just sit down, find a comfortable place, lay down as long if you want to, but make sure that you don't fall asleep because this is about focus. And what you'll be doing as you meditate and focus on your breath without any outside stimulus, or at least a minimal amount of it, 
is you will be building up that very same focus muscle inside your brain that allows you to sit down and work on your comic book illustration or whatever it is that you're working on without being distracted, having the patience to do so. What you want to try to do, if you can only meditate for five minutes, is in the same way as I mentioned before with your art, you want to try to work your way up into longer and longer meditation sessions. Half an hour is usually enough. 20 minutes is fine. You probably don't need to do any more than about 30 minutes of meditation, and you'll be fine. But of course, it's up to you as to how much you want to stretch that out. Now again, there's a lot of other benefits other than developing the ability to focus, the ability to be patient with what it is you're working on. Meditation also helps you to clear your head, relaxes you. It gives you the ability to be a little bit more in the moment. And that very feeling is precisely what we refer to as the zone when it comes to our work. Just being in the moment, not inside your head, just being with the task at hand, part of the process. Letting those lines come through and out under the page. So meditation is an absolutely fantastic one, and one that I would highly recommend. Now, The final thing that I'd like to give you here, that I'd like you to walk away with, is what you should be doing on those much-needed and hopefully deserved breaks that you eventually end up having. Now, a lot of us, when it comes to taking a break we begin to find ourselves indulging in things that honestly take more energy away from us than it really should. When we, for example, jump onto social media, whether that be Facebook or YouTube, a lot of what we're seeing is causing us to process and in some cases, mentally worry or concern ourselves about things that are kind of irrelevant a lot of the time to us and what we're doing. And what we find as a result is our mind and our thinking and our energy levels begin to come down. We become fatigued. And after our break, which should have been replenishing, we feel tighter than when we stopped working. So when it does come to taking a break, what I'd encourage you to do is find activities that, in fact, give you more energy, fill back up your focus batteries, and allow you to move forward and do an even better job, put even more energy the second time around, the third time around, and hopefully by the end of the day, you'll have what you set out to do completed as a result. Something that I find quite replenishing, 
when it comes to taking a break is either educating myself on a platform such as Skillshare. I love Skillshare. There's a lot of topics on there that I want to learn about beyond just art as well. So I'll jump onto Skillshare. And if I've got something already in mind that I'd like to learn about, I'll, you know, I'll eat my breakfast or I'll eat my lunch and I'll watch a Skillshare class and educate myself. That revitalizes my brain in a positive way. Something else I might do is I might just take a nap. You would be so surprised by how much energy you can get from a 20-minute nap in the late afternoon. It'll keep you going well into the evening. I'm telling you, it's crazy. And you can also go to the gym. Now, this is a tricky one because I tend to use the gym as a way to break up my 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 work day. Typically, I'll work in the morning. I'll get to about 11, 30, 12, and then I'll hit the gym and have lunch when I get home. You've got to be careful with this, though, because for some people, the gym gives them more energy. For other people, it totally annihilates them. It actually crushes their energy levels, especially if they push themselves too hard. So you've got to be aware of how exercise affects you. And I would tell you that if you do decide to use the gym as a way of taking a break, if you want it to instead give you more energy to tackle the rest of your workday, do a a light workout. Don't push yourself over the edge and try to make sure that whatever it is you're doing isn't too physically taxing. I mean, you're going to the gym, so obviously there is a certain amount of energy you'll have to exert in order to see the results that you want to see from the gym itself, but you can't overdo it, and there have certainly been days, there still are days, when I tend to push myself a little bit hard at the gym and I am just unproductive for the rest of the day. So the other thing, the final thing that I'll mention here is ensure that during these breaks you're eating something, you're having some water, hydrating. These will be things that give you physical energy and also help to fortify your mental composure as you continue to work on whatever it is that you want to get done that day. So that is about it for today's episode of the How to Draw Comics podcast. I do hope that you got some value out of it and that you'll try out some of the suggestions that I've given you. If you are someone who is usually impatient, and the truth is most of us are, even me some of the time, not necessarily with my artwork, but with people. (laughs) So I've got to practice my patience skills there. But if you'd like more comic art tips, tricks, and tutorials, be sure to visit www.com howtodrawcomics.net. Over on the site, you'll find a ton of written tutorials, video tutorials, the podcast, of course, 
And when you're ready to delve deeper into the art of comic book illustration, we've also got a fantastic selection of courses by myself, Ed Foychuk, and Robert Marzullo. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, keep on creating, keep on practicing, and I'll see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.